All right, good evening. Fritzberger and bloodandfaith.com. It's uh, the 26th of January, and we don't have enough snow yet. I like snow, and I haven't seen it. I've been writing a lot lately, uh, trying to put my efforts into consolidating some of my thoughts, thoughts that I've developed over the last several years. When I blog them, when I write them on my blog, it's, it's very much a rough draft, and I sort of throw that stuff up out there blog style. And uh, I, I have noticed that when I put a little more work into it, it actually reads better. So you can expect something forthcoming from me uh, in the first half of the year that is more of a, a more refined and uh, thorough approach to uh, how I think about things, especially with regard to the Holy Scriptures, with regard to the enemies of Jesus Christ. How's that war in Europe going? Does that come along okay? I don't know what's going to happen. No idea what's going to happen. I got ideas. I got, I got thoughts. I think it's going to end up badly, but, you know, I could be wrong. But, you know, it's kind of like our lives. You know, I, I, I gosh, I'd, I'd love to live to be 70, 80, 90 years old. But you don't know, you know, it could, could end tomorrow, could end uh, next week, could end at uh, 68 like my, my father passed away. So I got health, I, I got life insurance. I mean, you never know. You, you don't know, and that's why you buy these things. That's why you prep. Life insurance is prepping on the financial level. That's all it is for the big event. And if we have a war, if there's uh, social degradation in the United States, and there is, prepare for it. You can see it coming. This country is not the country I grew up in. It's not the country I grew up in. Tell my kids, man, I grew up in a free country. I grew up in a free country, and we're not a free country anymore. I mean, it's it's bec- we have become what we fought against in the Cold War, and it's 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 astonishing. It's astonishing to me. Uh, what has happened to the United States of America, a country that I have loved and served as my father did, as my mother did, as as many in my family do. And it's been taken over and uh, corrupted. You know who I blame that for? It's the church. Because the, the church has the answers. The church is the salt. It is the light. Satan, yeah, Satan does his thing, and Satan has the children. Got it. They're, they're put on purpose for a reason. They're supposed to do what they're doing. Are they evil? Yes, they are. But we can overcome the evil one by the blood of the Lamb, which has already been provided by the word of our testimony, and not loving our lives even unto death. A good portion of the problem in the church, the established establishment church, evangelicals, Baptists, all of the above, all of them, is they've reduced the gospel of Jesus Christ to a scope acceptable to the Antichrist. They've essentially told the Antichrist, look, uh, you can run the world. We don't even ask for a seat at the table. Uh, just let us throw some seed out there every once in a while. Let's just do, we'll just let us do a little personal evangelism out there every once in a while. We don't want to offend you. We dare not offend you. And the seed of the shepherd, like, yeah, that's that's a bargain. That's a deal. And of course, they'll only abide by that deal until they can figure out a way to snuff out every Christian on the face of the earth, or convert them to their religion. And that, that's, in my opinion, that's what's happening right now. They're, they're converting Christians to Judeo-Christians, and they don't even know it. They don't even recognize it. That's why Jesus said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Pharisees are the spiritual forerunners of today's rabbis. I've referred to this article several times in the past. It's in, in the Jerusalem Times, an editorial piece. 
And a, a Jewish scholar, Talmudic scholar, he says, look, you, you know, we don't understand this. We get the whole New Testament there. It's as, it's as anti-Semitic as humanly possible. Absolutely against our people and our nation. Uh, absolutely anti-Jewish and anti-Judaism. Oh, man, I just lost my whole computer here. Oh, nope, I still got it. And and he says, the reason why, he says, here's why. He says, the Christians are doing just what we did. We had the law, but we interpret it through our oral traditions. He says, and the church is learning to interpret the New Testament according to oral traditions that do not denigrate the Jews or Judaism. He says, it's a wonderful thing, and we need to continue to partner with our Christian brethren in order to teach them to exalt the man-made traditions and subvert the written word of God. Right there in black and white. Right there in black and white. If you don't believe Fritz on this, believe the Jews. I think it was August 5th, 2019, Jerusalem Post. It says it's the New Testament and a Semitic. You can Google it up. It's right there for all to read. You don't have to believe me on there. Jews say it right for you. They said, oh, God, yeah, it's anti-Semitic. It's totally anti-Semitic. We just don't understand these Christians. How come all these Christians are supporting Judaism and the Jews in Israel? And their answer is, well, they've learned from us. They've learned to subvert their scriptures as it is explicitly written and override exactly what the scriptures say for their oral interpretations. It's fascinating. It's really fascinating. And if, if nobody wants to believe me because I'm anti-Semitic, believe the Jews. Believe the Jews. They're telling you what they're doing. And you've got these Christians, pastors, bending over backwards to help those whom John warns us not to help and not to greet. In 2 John verses 7 through 11, he warns us, he said, good God, people, don't greet them. You make friends with these people, you, you, you participate in their evil deeds, says John. 2 John 7 through 11, you've got to read it. Verse 11 says, here's the Antichrist, him who denies that the Christ has already come in the flesh. Verse 11, it says, anybody that greets them, you, you become a, a, a co-worker in evil. Oh, we, we, you know, well, we don't interpret it that way, Fritz. You've been warned by Jesus Christ, by John, by the Holy Scriptures, you've been warned. You don't like what it says? That's fine. That's fine. I, I, I suspect that there's going to be one day a whole movement where everybody stands up and says, I'm a Judeo-Christian. And that's fine. Please, by all means, go be a Judeo-Christian. But, but let people know that if you're going to be a, a Christian, you're going to stand by the words of God. You're going to swear allegiance to the words of Jesus Christ. And not be ashamed of them, but proud of them and boasting of them and saying it out loud. There's a difference between a Christian and a Judeo-Christian. James 4.4 4 says very, very clear. You want to be friends with the world? You make yourself at enmity with God. You adulterous generation. Now, that theme... Is, is that scripture is full of themes. You've got the enmity from Genesis 3.15. You've got the adulteress, you've, you've got the, which refers to the, the harlot of, of wayward Israel. The, the adulteress that, that uh, reflects the revelation with the, the great harlot, the great whore. It's all mixed. It's all there, man. It's layered. It's deep. It's rich. It's layered. And you go to the Revelation, and, and, and Jesus Christ warns. He, he, we're talking about the, you know, 17, 18, 19, we're talking about the whore, the great whore of Babylon. 
the one who could have been the wife, should have been the wife, was turned away and united with Satan, becomes Satan's synagogue. It sucks everybody else in there with it. And, and the church, church too, Revelation 18, 4, Jesus Christ said, hey, come out of her church. Come on, out of her church. You don't want to share in her plagues. Don't share in her plagues. She sits up there, pretends that she's rich and wealthy and all-powerful and nothing will touch her, touch her. Rock's coming down, baby. Either you fall on the rock or the rock's going to fall on you. So it's okay that people are going to turn away. That's okay. Don't you turn away. Don't you dare. You go read what Jesus Christ said, and you be proud of it, and you say it out loud. Don't ever be ashamed of what Jesus Christ said. Don't ever be ashamed of, of, of Revelation 2.9, Revelation 3.9, John 8.44. Matthew 23, 15, Matthew 23, 33, and on and on and on and on. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm a judeo -Christian. And listen, trust me, I'm no better than y'all. I started on this, this journey. I started this journey too. I wasn't any better than any other Judeo-Christian. Had those words come out of my mouth. Now I'm ashamed of it. I'm embarrassed about it. I'm like, I can't even, I can't even believe I said that decades ago. I, I'm ashamed of it. Literally ashamed of it. So so don't you know don't don't think I you know I was I was born and, and under, you know understood this way and I didn't hang out with a bunch of alternative thinkers thinkers to figure this out. I got this right out of the Holy Scriptures. I got this right out of the good book, man. I've told you this before. I, I woke up one day and said, you know, the hatred towards whites is real. It's evil. It's deep. It's demonic. It's it's beyond an academic school of thought. And I've been taught all this stuff. I got my degrees and you know it's not unfamiliar to me and i like lord god what is it and you know yeah i go to the only place where i know i'm going to find the answers i'm not going to find the answers in, in somebody's history book i'm not going to find the answers in uh, somebody's blog or youtube video i'm going to find the answers in the words of jesus christ in the holy scriptures and I said, God, i got to know, what's going on? What is going on? And man, I studied and studied and studied, and I, I studied the table of nations. I studied the origin of the fall. I saw the enmity that God himself introduced in Genesis 3, 14 and 15. He said, I will put enmity. I'm the one that's putting the enemy there. Enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. What happens when John the Baptist shows up? He immediately identifies the seed of the serpent. Immediately. Immediately. He says, you brood of vipers, you brood of vipers, how will you escape the sentence of hell? I was like, oh my God. Brood of vipers, seed of the serpent, it's the same thing. Matthew 20, 20, uh, 12, Jesus Christ says the same thing. You brood of vipers, how will you escape the sentence of hell? You want it clear? John 8, 44, he, he, he talked to the Jews, he's talking to the Jews. He says, you are of your father, the devil. You want some more? Go read John. He identifies the Antichrist, those who reject the father and the son. You want some more? Go read Revelation 2.9 and 3.9. Those who call themselves Jews, but they're not Jews. They're liars in their, of the synagogue of Satan. Revelation 3.9 says the th same thing. The great whore, the false wife, the false chosen one. Sits on many waters in many, many different nations. Controlling, seducing, rich, who is at war with the saints and the, those that hold to the testimony of Jesus Christ. It's all there, man. It's all there.
I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what, we're going to have a revival, a Ezekiel 37 revival for the nations of Christendom. Has nothing to do with these evil people, nothing to do with them at all. It's the sons and daughters of Christendom that are going to be revived and, and rise up. Right now they're lost and lonely, uh, disillusioned, disheartened because they've lost their way and they've lost their way because their pastors and preachers and teachers have given up, essentially given up, dispirited as well. I'm not going to get too deep into that, but there is a place where, it's, you know, there, there, there's a place where the evil people gain advantage over the good. But time's coming to an end. Time's coming to an end for that. No, I'm not talking about the rapture. I'm not talking about the second coming. It's just like, no, we're going to have a, a, a Holy Ghost revival where the sons and daughters of Christendom are proud of our ancestors because that's the fifth commandment. It's absolutely the fifth commandment to honor our ancestors, to be proud of our ancestors, to defend our ancestors and never apologize for our ancestors. To curse our ancestors is a, a sin worthy of death according to Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 15 And he's going to be our monarch, and we're going to build Christian nations in all the lands that he's scattered us to, in all the lands that he's put us to. North America, South America, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, U.S., all of Europe, reconquer all of Europe. It took the Spaniards 700 years to reconquer Iberia. I'm up for it. I'm game. You and I, we need to do our part today so we can push back the forces of evil, no matter how many generations it takes. Fritz Berger and bloodandfaith.com.